preaching on a corny message today. But my opening text today, let's get into it. We're going to preach on this. My opening text says this, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and looking at verse number 7. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but it is God who gives the increase. I want to share some thoughts with you, and I'm giving myself legitimacy to do this. Because Jesus said in Matthew 6, 28, he said, Consider the lilies of the field. They do not plant, and, but Solomon in all of his splendor cannot compare to them. Well, I want you today to lend me your ears. We're going to consider cornfields. Aren't you excited? I went yesterday and got two and a half dozen ears of corn. The guy who run the farm there, I said, I'm preaching on corn in the morning. He looked at me. I said, you know, the thing that I'm amazed about is corn just grows up straight. And it goes and grows towards the sun. He stood there in a moment and looked at me. He said, yeah, they grow towards what they need. They need the sun. That kind of sets the mood here for where we're going. There's some things about the corn that I want to talk about. And you say, why in the world and where did that come from? Well, it comes from driving 160 to 200 miles five days a week. And all you see on Route 10 and 82 and 322 is cornfields everywhere. All of a sudden, the Lord just began to point things out to me and show me things. And I said, boy, that's interesting. These are not something that may blow your doors off of you. These are things that you need to consider in your life, and I'm considering in mine. Corn grows straight up. It grows towards the sun. It is only looking up, not down. It's growing towards the sun. You as a Christian here today and me as a believer also, we can only grow straight. When we grow towards the Son, Jesus Christ. I'm amazed and impressed when I look at all of these cornfields. Those corn stalks are standing like soldiers at attention. All through, row after row after row. I don't see any of them leaning on their chin. They're standing straight and erect. They're reaching towards the sun. You know what? I'm just going to let you know this. Whenever I start growing sideways to my right or to my left or going in a bad direction, you know when that happens? It's when I begin to look around at other people. It's when I begin to listen to a bunch of trash. It's when I begin to allow myself to begin to feel certain things and all of a sudden I'm not growing like I should. But I just say this to you. When I begin to grow towards the Son, Jesus Christ, all of a sudden I straighten out. You say, well, give me a scripture for that. I certainly can because this is the one that came to me. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of your faith. Because you say, well, what's so big about that? Well, no man can see God unless he got faith. And we grow straight when we allow the author and the finisher of our faith, the Son, Jesus Christ, to get a hold of us and grow us in a direction that brings honor and glory to the matchless name of Jesus. Uneven ground 
But still, every stalk grows straight toward the sun. That stood out to me. Because, you know, we're not living out in the Midwest where everything is as flat as a pancake. You travel down Route 10, Route 82, go all over the country, you realize and you see rolling hills. Now, I'm going to bring this home to us. Because this is, I've been raised in church all my life, and I, I've been there, done that, and seen some stuff. I've realized that we have this mentality, wherever I'm planted, it's not good enough. If I was only up on that knoll, bless God, I'd really grow to town. But boy, God planted me way down here. Or he planted me on the side. How in the world am I going to grow straight on the side of a hill? Why? Because I'm looking at the sun. See, the fact of the matter is where you're planted is no way affecting how you're going to grow. You're going to grow because you're facing and looking towards the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. But boy, you hear some belly aching in the church. I said belly aching. Oh, God. Why do they get the breaks? They're, they're up there where the wind blows. I'm down here where I'd never get a breeze. It's not fair. You can complain all you want, but you're planted there, sister. Sir, you might as well pull that chin back up and let it quit dragging the ground and stand like a man because he planted you there and he expects you to grow straight towards his son. Now that's what God's preaching to me. You may not like where you're planted, but bless God, that's where you are. So you're going to stay there, put it. I said to some of the folks this morning in the morning service, you're going to put an umbrella over your head so the sun don't get to you so you won't have, you know... I just don't like it. Well, get tough. The sun will toughen you up. Where you're planted, the sun shines on you. See, if I was up on that knoll, boy, the sun would hit me the right way or even on the side of the bank, the sun. But I'm down here in the bottom. I'm in the pits. But you know what I discovered as I roll down the road? No matter where I see cornfields, whether there it's a knoll, or it's on the side of a hill, or down in the bottom, it's an amazing thing. The sun reaches there. It still shines. And bless God, they're still growing straight. I told the crowd at the end of it, I'll say it now, I hope that when you get out of here all week, it's I, well, my closing prayer, and some of them chuckled when I said it, but I hope it burns in your brain like that Domino's commercial where if you got a pothole before you, you know, I hope this sermon gets in your head that every cornfield, I shouldn't have gone to church this morning. I can't shake that. It's driving me crazy. I want it to because it'll be a turning point in your life. Because no matter where you're planted, the sun is going to hit you. He is not going to forsake you. He is not going to cloud you over. But he is going to shine upon your life and you will come into your full maturity. Page one. (laughs) Page two and then page three. Every stalk of corn has its tassel. They do. I call that a crown. Blowing in the breeze. Psalm 8 verse 5 says he has crowned you with glory 
and honor. That's not, oh, when we all get to heaven. No, that's now. That drug addict that's walking the streets of York, that heroin user that's walking the streets of Coatesville, that man passed out on a bench on the main street of Coatesville, so intoxicated, sitting in the hot sun. He's been crowned with glory and honor. He just needs to be set free. See, God reminds me of that. We tend to want to turn our nose up. Well, they, and then God says, you better watch it. You just better watch it. I made that soul. I breathe life into them. It may not come in the best package right now, but I want you to know that's still my child. And I love it. You know what gets my goats? You know what cranks my tractor and drives me over the edge? It's a bunch of Christians that walk into the house of God that have been crowned with glory and honor and they walk in and they got to hold their chin up. They're dragging the ground because they feel like a two-bit monkey. When God says, I've crowned you with glory and honor and that doesn't go away. And it's time that the church squares its shoulders back, walk in a matter of dignity to realize that I am a child of the living God. I didn't come from a tadpole. I was created in his image. And because of that, he crowned me with glory and honor. Every one of us. And you'll hear them in the church, well, I don't measure up. Quit that stuff. Get off of it. He's tasseled you as well as everybody else with a crown. He has made you into his likeness with glory and honor. Oh, but I thought that was for preachers, missionaries, and evangelists. Take a deep breath. I'm going to shock you. It's for all of us. See, if we could get this into the hearts of young people like you and you, you, to where you realize within your heart that I have been crowned with something, that I am a somebody, that I have God's glory and honor that is in my life. But you know what? If the adults are not playing it out and letting it be seen, they're not going to chase after it. Oh, I'm so puny. I'm just so miserable. I don't know. Oh, okay. You're not, but call it as you want to see it. We're going to talk about that seeing thing too in a minute. Actually, that's next. But the fact of the matter is you hear me clearly. Whether you want to receive it and accept it, that's your problem. But he's crowned you with glory and honor. Number five. This is the one that shocked me, brother. Corn only has ears, not eyes. I'll say that again. I think it had to get over the top. Corn only has ears, not eyes. Potatoes has eyes and they're buried in the ground. And when you get the potato out, what do you do? You pluck the eyes out. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, sir, he's given you ears to hear. Hmm. I'm going to say two names that may come to mind. Two men that are very gifted and talented. One was Ray Charles and the other was Stevie Wonder. What did they have in common? It's blind. Did you ever see video or watch them perform? Oh, yeah. They could kill a piano. Oh, they'd kill a piano. 
But did you see the facial expressions of these guys? They didn't give a flying flip what you thought because they couldn't see you anyway. Stevie Wonder would roll his eyes, big smile on his face, and just kill that thing. Couldn't see. He didn't care. You're laughing now, but here comes the punchline. Both were blind. Wednesday night, Landon preached on being intimidated. Sunday, Steve said, get a hold of your gifts and use them. I just want to give my little short commentary to this. We're not going to overcome intimidation and we're not going to overcome and get our gifts moving if we don't use the ears. <sighs> Landon was preaching on hitting a home run. A kid could do it, I couldn't. He swung his bat, ran around the whole thing and come back and kept talking. He's a little out of breath. But what he was saying is step up to the plate. But there are many Christians today that are striking out all because of seeing, not hearing. See, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, but our eyes look around and give another message. Ears are good, but the eyes, as they do in business meetings, the eyes have it. And may I just say, you've had it because you're missing out on the blessing. How many times has the Spirit tapped you on the shoulder and spoken in your ear to do a certain thing? You get that rush and you say, yeah, yeah. And about that time, you're ready to light into it and there's people watching you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you walk out of here with your tail between your legs because you know the devil got one up on you. Oh, he's equipped you with ears. But you need to be able close your eyes and say, by God's grace, I'm going to do what he's asked me to do. I stand here today and I'm looking at you. I know what my message title was, a corny message. All week I've been dealing with this. You know, what's these people? They're going to laugh at me. And... But you know what? The world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. God spoke this into my heart. Guess what? I got to answer to him, not you. He's my boss, not you. My eyes are fastened on you guys. I'm watching your reaction. That's all right. But I don't see one sleeping in the place today. Because you're saying it can't get any crazier. I'm going to come back to this hearing and seeing thing in a minute. Corn can withstand the storms. We just lived through a week of that. I was traveling on 82, coming out of Kenneth Square, going up to get 162. I told the folks this morning, I know so many back roads and everything. If you need to outrun the law, get up with me. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But that tree fell right over the road, stood by itself, but fell up because the root system couldn't hold it, and it fell over. I made a point. I traveled up and down the road. I kept looking for corn to be falling over all over the place now wheat now I watch the wheat fields it looked like somebody went out and sat in them but buddy that corn stood straight that storm I talked to a man down in giant the other day seeing this man walking through the store with a he had gone to the bar and got himself a salad I didn't know this man from Adam 
So I'm going out the store, got my goods, and he's sitting in his car munching down on that salad with his window down and his car running. I said, man, you couldn't wait to get home? He looked at me and said, nah. He said, I haven't got nothing to go home for. The wife's going with her friend to bingo. Here I said, I'm enjoying the sun. I said, that sun's nice, isn't it? He said, absolutely. I said, where are you from? He said, let it. He said, did you get much rain up that way? He said, one day we got five inches plus. And uh, I got to thinking about that. Down uh, 896 going towards uh, Jennersville down there, they got nine inches in one week. Guess what, brother? The corn's still standing and the trees are falling. I'd like for you to do me just a big favor. I want you to look to the person closest to you and look at him and say, you need me. Okay. Now here's the punchline. Now the person who heard you say, you need me, looked at you when you said it, But what did your eyes tell you? Did your eyes tell you this? What does that person have that I need? Huh? Ah, Now you're not laughing that much. (laughs) Kind of hits home, your toes curl up because the fact of the matter is we will make that assessment because of what the outer frame looks like. Kirk Fox was preaching down in Farmville and he wanted to make an addition on his church. This was back in the 70 to 75, and he stood up on a Sunday morning behind the pulpit in that Assembly of God church, and he said, look, folks, he said, if any of you are going to come up with $125,000 to help us with this project, to pay for it, we need it. He went on preaching. He got back there and started shaking hands like sometimes we do. Here's this guy in suspenders, work pants, flannel shirt, just ordinary people. He says, uh, when you want to get together. Now, Kurt looked at him and said, for what? <laughs> he said, you want that 125, don't you? He says, what? He says, I'll meet you for breakfast tomorrow morning. Went there and got his $125,000. See, the fact of the matter is, you may look at people and you say, what do they have to give? You need to close your eyes and listen to what they're saying and receive it. You need me. And that hurts a lot of our egos. I don't need nobody, Pastor. Yeah, you're going to be like that tree falling across 82. Cornfields were standing when other things were falling. And then if we allow ourselves, there are people in this church that could speak a word of encouragement that would bring a blessing into your life. But if you let your eyes tell you they don't have nothing to offer, you will get nothing. But if you're all ears and no eyes, I tell you here and now, God's got a word for you. He's got people that will be praying for you. There are people that will be with you through thick and thin. Why? Because you need me. Page three. I learned this, Brother Ernie. Remember that, Ernie? You brought in five stalks of corn all dried up on a Wednesday night when I was preaching on Joseph. Put it right about here. People thought I was crazy too about that time. Because when I first moved up here, I, I was clueless. I thought, what in this world? These poor farmers, they plant this corn. It's in the field and they're doing nothing to it. It's just 
there drying up and withering away. The wind goes through and it goes shh, shh, So, you know, what in the Sam Hill would that be any good? But I wrote it down because, you know, we talked about that deal. Dried up corn looks good in the eyes of the farmer. You may be all withered up in your mind and heart and feel like you have nothing to offer and give. God says, hey, you're looking good because there's a harvest that's going to come out of your life. My cattle were going to be fed. I got nosy yesterday. I kept going by on Peace Road. And this Amish farmer in the fall always gets these. I know it has nothing to do with the sermon. But he has these black Angus he puts in a lot. Oh, herd of them. Locks them down. I went and got the fruit and whatever. And I rolled up in there and I said, hey. And there was these three boys there and they was working. I said, I come through here and I come through here in the fall and these cows are looking at me and I'm looking at them. I said, how much do those things weigh when you bring them in? Oh, about 600 pounds. I said, how much do they weigh when they go out of there? He said, 1,500. He said, we try to get them to gain three pounds a day. And this is what broke them up. I said, those guys are going to begin to look like me. Went on my way. What's that have to do? It has to do with dried up corn. That's the corn that's going to feed the cattle, that's going to make the cattle grow to where he makes a profit. You may sit here today and you feel like you have nothing to offer. You may feel all dried up and just totally nothing. But when God's eyes, he says, you offer me a lot. And you need to know that. If you can't stand the way you look in the mirror, don't look in the mirror. Just guess at it and go on down the road. Don't let what you see in the mirror hold you back. You know, I know I've, since I've moved up here and these getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and going, going, going. I, you know, there's a road map on both sides of my face. I know that. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. People may have an opinion of you. Let them keep it. I want you to get your bulletin out. Nancy found this for me. Nancy, thank you. Pretty. Of course, when I get a message, it just kind of, it, uh, what do you call it, uh, rotisserie? It just kind of gone, churns and turns. So she went in and she said, do you like this? I said, I love it. And I had to share just a tidbit with her. I said, I'm preaching on corn. She said, I know who you are. Corny message. I said, you notice those leaves? That's the last thing the Lord pointed out to me. No matter if the storms are raging, no matter if the heat is intense and it should be wilting, the leaves are always going and stretching towards heaven. We should be like that. Take a tour of a cornfield. Just go anywhere. And then she, Nancy said, she said, well, you know what the old farmers used to say? When the corn, because of its leaves, always like that. She said, it would be that it's like arms. The leaves are open to receive the rain. To let that rain soak into the plant. 
Lighthouse will never reach its highest potential until there are men and women of God that will say, I will lift my hands and they will remain lifted for God to pour out the rain of the Holy Ghost upon my life. It's not going to come any other way. And some of you sitting right here today, he's tapped you on the shoulder and saying, enter in. But then you let your eyes wander. Looking unto Jesus. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. Lord, I need you. As Crystal said, we're surrendering today. Are you? This is a snowman on a plate. And this is a winter scene that says, For unto us is born this day a Savior. The man's crazy. I know, it's a corny message. He said, Pastor, I want you to go with me to the Naval Hospital in Virginia Beach. And so he took me down 460. Did you ever go to Virginia Diner? Okay. Have you? That's the kind of diner you walk into and you're just completely a stranger. They can be talking up a storm when you walk in and you all shut up. That's that kind of diner. And they had a saucer and a cup sitting on the table. whoever sets. Now if you want to receive turn it right side up and that little girl or guy will fill that thing up until you drink like an elephant. An endless supply. How many of you walked into this house today and before you cleared those swinging doors you said I'm turning my cup right side up and I've come to get a filling a filling from the throne of God that never ends I got news for you this guy is not going to come around and turn your cup up for you And I got news for you. God isn't going to turn your cup up for you. But if I come into his house very humbly, turn that cup up and say, Father, would you fill it up today? I've been poured out and spent all week and I don't have nothing. Give me a refill. Fill me to overflowing. And you can walk out of this place Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. You can blame the worship team. You can blame the pastor. You can blame whoever you want to blame. Blame the walls. Blame the lights. Blame the sound. But I got news for you. By God, if you will turn your cup upright, I serve a God that will fill you to overflowing. For out of your belly will flow a river of living water. Stand with me.
corny message. But I'm right down where you're at today. We need this church. We need the reign of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you. That corn can't grow on its own. It needs rain from heaven. It needs the sun from heaven. It can't do it in its own. If you walked in this house with an attitude, well, I can do this. Oh, no, you can't, sir. You can't even walk a straight line unless he gives you the strength to do it. I don't want the lights turned down. I want the lights kicked up. Sometimes we'll turn the lights down, I know, to be able to see the this TV screen. Sometimes we turn the lights down because people get a little bit, Pastor, I'm inhibited. Those lights, people may see me and, ooh. You'll go to a baseball game and a football game and make an idiot out of yourself, and I will too. And they'll come out of the place, and you know what they'll say? Wasn't that fun? You may not have reached your hands toward heaven for such a long time. But if you want it to rain in your life, in your family, on your job, it's going to come when we raise our hands and say, Father, let it rain. Go ahead, Crystal, lead us in that chorus. Lift your hands with me, church, and there's no one looking at you. Oh, I am. I'm looking at you. But I tell you who's really watching you. It's your heavenly Father, and he's loving every minute of it. Hallelujah. Let it sound crazy and God I pray crazy prayers but I pray for this congregation of people when they get in their cars throughout the week and throughout this afternoon and they drive down the road that make them see every cornfield on the side of the road 
And to the point they'll say, I shouldn't have went to church. It's driving me crazy. I can't get it out of my head. That's what I want to hear, God, because you're going to talk to them and challenge them to grow straight and to be men and women that will get their eyes closed and ears open and hands lifted towards a loving God. Take this church, God, to the next level. Yes, God. Move us into heavenly places with you. God, I just ask that you would just have your divine sweet way in every life. There's families that need this. God, there are young people, there are people in this place that need this. They're not used up and wasted. But God, you still have crowned them with glory and honor. Now God, go with us from this place. God, be glorified in everything we say and do. Father, we'll give you praise for it, for it's in Jesus' name.